This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your Ingle Company. I'm Maddie. I'm here with my good friend Sophie and we would like to welcome you to Super Saturdays, an Equity Mates media series on superannuation proudly brought to you by Superhero. And what more would you want to do on a Saturday listening about <laughs> superannuation? How exciting. I'm excited. That's lucky because you have to sit here for the next half hour with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But before we start today's episode, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respect to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. So, it's Saturday. It Woohoo! <laughs> it's the best day of the week. Unless it's like Friday, 5 p.m., because that's also a great day of the week. That's a good feeling. Yeah, Friday it's a good feeling. Um, and we're feeling good and feeling excited because we can talk about superannuation topics. Super important topic this morning. <laughs> How many times are we going to say super? I don't know. <laughs> but with recent government changes to super legislation here in Australia, upping the contribution from 9.5% of your regular paycheck to 10%, there is approximately $100 billion of Australians' money in superannuation products. That is so much money. So much money. hundred billion billion that's like so anyway <laughs> i think it's fair like to say that so many australians are feeling like they're a little in the dark when it comes to their super it's a bit of like an unspoken topic Definitely. but equity mates media in partnership with superhero are shining a light on the super industry with the aim of helping australians to wake up and take control of their super so today we are going to be sharing some of our own mistakes. We're going to be debunking some of the biggest myths and giving you some practical tips for how to make decisions around your super. And last but not least, we hope to bring you some of the cold hard facts <laughs> to make you wake up to your super and realize that this is something that we need to take off our to-do list and put into action understanding our super. That's right. Over three Saturdays and four different shows, we will be bringing you all the information you need to take more control. So do not miss it. Make sure you are subscribed to Equity Mates to get started investing and to Comedian V Economist. But Sophie, what is up first? Well, we all know we have our own questions, but today, more than ever, for such an important topic, we wanted to reach out to you, the YIGC community, to find out what you do and you don't know about your superannuation. So, over to you guys. Uh, super. Oh, I never think about my super. I do not know how much super is currently in my account. I haven't thought about a specific figure that I'd want to be sitting in my super when I retire. I just know that I want a lot of money sitting in there. Um, I have about ten or 11000 in super at the moment. I've spent a couple of years too long working in hospitality, being paid cash in hand. So, I'm pretty sure that would be below... Uh, the average for a 24-year-old, but hopefully can make that increase as much as possible over my working career. I have no idea how much money's in my super. 
I feel like I think there's heaps of money in there, but when I actually look, there'd be like $200 in there or something. I haven't considered the amount that I want sitting in my super when I retire. I believe um, the percentage of income that should be paid is about 10%. I think the percentage that's supposed to be paid into my super each time is around 9%. Um, I haven't thought too much about how much I want in my super when I retire, but a million dollars seems like a pretty good amount to aim for initially anyway. Sorry, I just kind of want enough money sitting in my super when I retire to not have to worry about money. So I think it's fair to say that so many of us have knowledge gaps when it comes to super. Yeah, some pretty big knowledge gaps. Yeah, I have them a yeah. lot. <laughs> and I really realised when I started researching. <laughs> but um, we're going to make a conscious effort to try and be more aware of where our money is going going forward, right, Maddie? Yeah, well, it's something that we've been talking about a lot recently, trying to sort of get our heads around it. So, so what would you say was your sort of big wake-up moment? I don't know if I have a wake-up moment, but I... I'm a bit, I was a bit of a noob when I set up my superannuation. <laughs> I set it up with, like, I set it up when I was younger in my, like, hospitality job. And I just went with, obviously, whoever, because I was, like, 15 and I don't even know. But um, it was actually linked to an old work email address. <laughs> like, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, I changed, like, a year ago. No. I know. Okay, well, at least you've changed it. I've Good changed progress. it. And then I actually saw what was in there. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, real money. Like, this is my money. Like, <laughs> yes. I made this. Yeah. It's so weird. It was a weird feeling. But my wake-up moment has actually been in the past couple of months when we have been obviously thinking about superannuation. There's obviously a lot of uh, government changes going on at the minute. So my wake-up moment is like right now. This moment right here? (laughs) I'm like, I'm doing something about it right now. (laughs) Nice. What about you? (laughs) Oh, I really had to learn about super the hard way, actually. I spent about six months um, out of work studying overseas. And when I came back... I think I must have got a new job and had to like sort of give my super details or something like that. And I realized that I had multiple super accounts from multiple different employers. Mm. But then because I hadn't been earning money for like six months, the accounts had been drained by fees. So I could actually see the balances go from like, you know, I think it was like maybe seven grand, I don't know, like thousands of dollars to almost zero. What? And it was a massive wake up call because six months, no money going, or might have even been on like six to 12 months, no money going in, a whole lot of money coming out. And that was, that was a big learning curve for me. Seven grand in like six months. What the hell are they charging? (laughs) A lot. A lot. A grand a month. It was very frightening. (laughs) Um, Well, then obviously we understand that like super is so important, right? Because it's what we're going to be living off in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I did want to add one other one. It was around the same time that I actually had a few friends realize that they weren't being paid superannuation Mm. by their employer. Yeah. Which, by the way, is illegal. But And it's common. Yeah. It's really common. It's it's the more that I've sort of like read into this and asked around, like especially for small businesses sometimes when there's cash flow issues and things like that, like – one of the first things that they can do is just pull, delay paying their employee super. So, I mean, it's so important for everyone to be across this, but particularly if you are working for a small business, you want to make sure that you are getting paid your super contributions. Yeah. Now, you might be thinking, like, we're a podcast about investing. Why the hell are we talking about superannuation? <laughs> but superannuation is investments. Like, yes. they're investing for you. you. You choose a portfolio of stocks or ETFs or whatever else that you're investing in, and then when you're older, you get that money. Exactly right. So someone's just investing it for you, the super funds. But we want for the next half hour or so to forget about saving for a house or building up your investment portfolio because actually superannuation could very well be your most significant asset for many years to come. 
So those are our stories about how we woke up to super, but we would love to get to know your stories if you have any. Make sure you tell us or DM us on our YIGC Instagram, or you can jump on the Facebook YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. We'll have a little thread up there and we'd love to hear your stories. So we put a call out there to find out some of the biggest myths and misconceptions that you have when it comes to our superannuation, and we are going to put them to you now. So, so if I've got a couple of my favorites and I know you've collated some too. So should we put them to each other and see if we can try and break this down? Yes. <laughs> and we also put them out to the community. Yes. And we've gotten the percentages back. I've got yep. my phone live right now looking nice. through them. So my first myth is that your savings in your superannuation account just grow by themselves. I'm going to say that it's true because they definitely, yeah, it's true. They do grow. Yeah. And they, and you know, with that question, you know, it's a pretty simple answer. They grow for sure. Mm. But we'll put a little but in there. The superannuation system in Australia is really hands off. You know, your employer is like sending across the super to your super fund and you're not really like looking at it that much. Well, that's an assumption, but let's say you're not, let's say you're not. Well, you're not actively managing it yourself, you're not actively which is managing why people it. like it, which is why they think it's a good system because you're not too involved. You know, everyday person isn't too involved. Their money grows and then they get it when they retire. Yes. But if you're not engaged and don't know where your money is and how it's being invested, a huge part of your income could be invested in things you don't like and you could be paying for fees or insurances that you don't actually know about. So even though we say, yes, it grows, we're just going to caveat it by saying it's not going to grow to the extent you might want it to if you're not aware of it and if you're not on top of it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important to be keeping track of your super because they also might have policy changes, fee increases or other nuances that can really impact your long-term growth. So yes, it's going to grow and sort of do the bare minimum. You can guarantee that. But you know, it's something if if we go back to that idea that this is potentially your biggest asset that you have, you should you should take much more ownership of that. Yes. And eighty one percent of the community said that it's true. So I mean, it is true. Pretty good. But like go look at your super. Yes. <laughs> Maddie, what's your first myth? My myth to be busted is that you don't need to worry about your retirement savings yet. Well, I'm gonna say you do need to worry <laughs> about them. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad you, you said that. <laughs> so 92% of our community said that this is false, which is good to hear. So it's a really dangerous misconception to think that we can just worry about our superannuation when we get closer to retirement because we have come to know and understand well the benefits of compound interest on this show. So if you think about all of this money, this 10% that is being taken out of your paycheck every single week or month or fortnight, whatever, and is being invested, you should really be taking ownership of where that is going. An example of, I guess, different choices that you can make um, and why it's important to be sort of actively making these decisions now. For example, if you're 20 years old, you have got time on your side. So you could be putting your super in a more high growth fund because you don't need to be accessing it for many years. On the contrary, if you're a little bit older, you might want to be shifting it to a less risky um, sort of portfolio or profile. So I think it's really important to be sort of making these decisions now 
and making sure that they suit you because in the long term that is going to have huge impacts yeah i actually saw there's a new tool called your super we might touch on it a bit later but um one of the criteria for comparing is like the life cycle of your superannuation and it's like does it change or does it stay the same your whole life and like i think that's a really important point because it should change, you know, when you're younger, you should have heaps of shares or not, mm. you don't have to have that, but, you know, riskier assets. Then as you get older, you might move into like defensive assets, bonds, gold, whatever else. So that's an interesting point when you're comparing super funds. Yes. So what is your next one, So, My myth is that it's complicated to set up extra contributions. Ooh. Look, this is something that I've never done myself. And I'm going to be honest, if I wanted to do it, I don't know exactly how I would go about it. So I'm going to say true. Yeah, I'm going to say it like can be maybe a little bit, but it's actually simple. Yeah. Like it can. I'm not surprised. There's a bit of information around it, but yeah. it's actually simple. So, you know, you can set up salary sacrificing or extra contributions or personal contributions through just chatting with your employer. Every process mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit different depending on where you work, but it's just a discussion you need to have. It's a figure that you need to choose. You know, if you're salary sacrificing, you have to pick a percentage of your salary and then away we go. Nice. Yeah. Simple. Simple. One thing I would say um, around this is just keep track of like the forms or the pro- like the things that you do because I think when it comes to tax time, there probably are some different implications around what you've done. Definitely. But also the MyGov website is like amazing yeah, with really super. Great. Like it has all your information. It literally has so much information on there. I was astounded. <laughs> Frightening. <laughs> what's, your, what's your next myth? My next one is all super funds are created equal. True or false? Definitely false. Thank you. <laughs> and 100% of our community would agree, which is very good to hear. Because there are so many points of difference when we talk about super funds. I'm going to touch on a few of the sort of key ones that I I recently changed over my super. Yeah, and you've got to talk um, about what you care about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll run through the sort of key things that I personally looked at. The first one was performance. Now, what I learned when I was trying to look into the performance of different funds is often they'll present their one-year performance, but... I don't really care about what they've done in the last year because my super is going to be invested with this fund for, I mean, what well, I'm in my 20s, so like potentially years. 40 to 50 years. Yeah. One year return, do not care. So I really tried to look at at least like a 10-year performance, but ideally performance since inception is sort of gives you a really good idea. And I tried to how they're tracking. that. Yeah. Exactly right. Next one, and this is really important, um, is fees. So two of the most common fees that we can use to sort of as a starting point, um, first one is admin fee. And one thing to keep in mind is that the admin fees can be different depending on which investing strategy you choose. So when you sign up with a fund, you can do like a balanced or a growth fund and different things like that. So the admin fee can change depending on which one of those you choose. The other one is an investment fee. Now, hot tip for you all. <laughs> so... What you can do to find out fees is go to the superannuation's product disclosure statement. Now, that sounds very full on, but because of regulation and things like that in this industry, it's actually become a lot simpler. 
So a good thing to know is that I'm pretty sure in every product disclosure statement, section six is where you need to go for fees. Yeah. And I have to outline it in section six. So how it works is all these super funds basically have like a template that they have to complete for their product st- disclosure statements. They all look quite similar, which is really handy for comparing your funds. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think the point on the fees is like you said, there's admin and investment, like, because there's a bunch of different fees. Sometimes it can be a bit hard to understand what you're actually being charged. Exactly. And there are a couple of other fees that can come up depending on your fund on top of that. So good good to keep an eye out as well for those. But I think those that seem to be the two sort of main ones. Yeah. The next one that I did look for was insurance, section eight of your product disclosure statement. Really good to just be across what you're actually paying for. Um, You do have the option to cancel if you don't want it. But the one thing to note on that is that it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to get it back. You do have to sort of provide medical statements and things like that when you do decide that you want it. And then the last one is investment. So just like we care about investing in things that align with our values in our regular portfolios, we can do the same with super. So great to figure out what's your super fund actually investing in and make sure that you're across that. Soph, what else have you got for me? Another myth to be busted. So the last myth is that your assets outside of super deliver better retirement outcomes. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess it depends on how good you are (laughs) investing. I'm going to say like for the average person, Probably not. Yeah. So I think what this myth is all about is, or being busted, is about the fact that there's different tax rates with your superannuation. Yes, so right. up to a certain point, of course, um, you don't, you can't just put in all your money into superannuation, but you are taxed 15% on super contributions. And then with your normal tax or you pay, you're getting taxed whatever your marginal tax rate is. Right. So, so you get you pay less tax if you're contributing it to super. Yeah. So 15%. So let's just say you're getting $1,000 paid into your superannuation account. If that's going into your savings account, you'll get, say, $700 of it if you're taxed a 30% tax rate. But if it's going into your super account, it's 850 because it's only 15% that's being taxed. Got it. So it, it's also investing and it's more money from the get-go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. So some classic myths and misconceptions there. Hopefully we have helped to clear some of them up, but we would love for you to come and share any experience you've had with any of these yourself. Jump onto our Facebook group, send us a message on Instagram. You can find us at YRGC Podcast. Please send them through. I love, I love busting myths. It's my thing. <laughs> so uh, I saw you driving up my street before in your little Mazda. You've got a car, right? Like, yes. Why is that suspicious? <laughs> like, have I done something wrong? <laughs> I'm wondering, do you have car insurance? Yes, Maddie, I have car insurance. And do you have car insurance from just one provider or do you get car insurance from multiple providers I just, for your one car? <laughs> I just have one provider for my one car because, like, I'm a pretty good driver and I oh. don't I don't <laughs> crash that often. <laughs> so you're telling me that you wouldn't want to pay three fees for three different providers just to insure your one car three different times? Like, do you think I'm dumb? <laughs> so for every... <laughs> you didn't super- answer the question. <laughs> do you think I'm dumb? Pass. No, <laughs> of course I don't. But this is the thing. So for every super account that people have, you could be paying fees and insurance on this amount. And yet so many Australians are doing this without realising. And this is why we all need to learn how to consolidate our super. Yes, right. So you're telling me that if I actually had two super accounts and I didn't know about it, I could be paying like, you know, the 200 bucks a year... For two people, but they're doing the exact same thing. Exactly. 
Right. That's bad. It's really bad. And like, this is your money. It's 10% of your income every month. So you need to know where it's going. You should be checking it regularly, just like your regular bank account or investment. So how do I know if I have multiple superannuation accounts? Okay. So if you've changed your name, address, or even jobs, there is a good chance that you have more than one superannuation account. So, for example, it's common that when you start with a new employer, if you don't provide them with your super details up front, then they will open a new account for you with their default fund and just pay into that. Yeah, because that's like when you get your employment forms, isn't it? You have to fill in like a super account. Right. Exactly right. So the good news is, is that your super is linked to your TFN, which is a unique um, identifier for you. And it's the government's way of tracking your income, including your super, um, for tax purposes. So if you want to figure out what super account your um, employer is paying you into, you can check your pay slip. If you want to find if you have any other super accounts out there, you can find out by logging on to MyGov. Also, MyGov's gotten, like, really good. Like, I went on before. (laughs) Why do you sound surprised? Well, like... I've never, I don't use it that often. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but like you, I went on before, I saw like my superannuation payments for the past h- however long. I could see my provider. I could compare my provider to people. Oh, wow. That is impressive. Yeah. It's gone real cray cray. So how would I consolidate if you log on to MyGov and you can see that there's a bunch of different accounts? Yes. So like you said, you can do this with the ATO directly. But the great thing is, is these super funds, like their business is our money. So they really want our money. So because of that, they've made it really easy for us to consolidate and bring our super over to them. So all you need to do is go onto the website of the superannuation fund that you want to invest your super with. Or if you're a bit more old fashioned like me, you can give them a call. Why did you do that? I don't know. I feel like they're really long phone with them. Is there a really long (laughs) holding period? No. Really? I mean, it wasn't when I did it. Nice. But yeah, you can call the fund directly. And then because all of your super is linked to your TFN, they literally just run a quick search, they locate all your super, and they just get it for you. It's amazing. Wow. Now yeah. I want to, like, do that. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. Do you have multiple super no. <laughs> Should I get a couple? Good. <laughs> just get extra ones just for the sake of consolidating them. I think the other thing as well is, like, you can now use apps. There's like the MyGov app. Like yes. You can literally do it on your tram ride. It's so easy. So easy. So usually when we hear the word superannuation, it's associated with retirement, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but we are here to tell you that you can actually make your super work for you right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke about the first home super saver scheme briefly on our budget episode. You should definitely go give the budget episode a listen if you Please. haven't already. <laughs> but for a quick recap, the first home super saver scheme, wow, <laughs> is pretty much that you can put extra contributions into your superannuation fund now and then you can withdraw them for when you want to buy a home and you have to withdraw them to buy a house. Otherwise, like the government will know and they'll like tax you. So you need to, you do need to buy the home. But the reason why that they do it is because, as we mentioned before, there's a lower tax rate. We've got that 15% compared to whatever your marginal tax rate is. So if you're saving, like you're getting that extra bit of money every paycheck that usually would just go to the government as tax, but now it just stays in your pocket. So that's why it's around. Great. So we're now going to take you on the journey of a lost millennial soul who has realized how hard it is to buy a home. 
So, Soph, you have been looking into setting up this first home super saver scheme. So, can you tell us, how do we set it up? Well, yeah, I'd just like to caveat this by saying that I'm obviously not the lost millennial soul if I'm (laughs) the one looking into this and getting my stuff together. Well, no, you're just a lost millennial soul in the fact that you can't buy a house like the rest of us. (laughs) I've just been eating way too many smashed avocados (laughs) and ordering Uber Eats and whatever else. (laughs) Okay, no, but I'm actually going to take you through why I'm doing this and what I've done thus far. Please. I'm doing this because why not just start today, put some more money aside. I know that I'll need to buy a home at some point. It's in the very distant future. (laughs) But the sooner I start, the better. Lower tax rate, all that jazz. So the first thing that I did is that I logged into MyGov and I tallied up my super payments for the year. So you can see all your superannuation payments for uh, a big period of time, but I just did the year. And this is really important because there is a cap on the amount of money you can put into your superannuation fund every single year. What is the cap? It's just been increased to 27.5,000. Okay. It was 25,000. So you can't contribute any more than $27,500 into your super per year. Yeah. So let's just say, we'll put in just an example. This isn't actually the figures that I'm getting, but let's just say this year I was paid $5,000 in super Mm -hmm. and that went into, yeah, my superannuation account. That means that I could actually contribute an extra 22.5 thousand dollars that so year 27 and a half k minus 5k 22 and a half k yes thanks for the maths <laughs> just said it out <laughs> yeah true and so that would mean that like if i divided that up by 12 months of the year i could be putting an extra 1875 dollars into my superannuation account um every month okay which is totally unattainable i <laughs> couldn't do that because that would be taking it out of my salary package and then i wouldn't yes. be able to afford my rent and yep. eat my avocados <laughs> but anyway <laughs> That's just what you could do if you wanted to. Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) So that was the second thing I did. I looked at the cap, but I've now told you that. So you guys don't need to do that. You can just understand what it is. Thank you. Then the third thing was a kind of a combination of understanding how much money I needed in the future to be taking out. So the maximum amount you're allowed to take out is $50,000 from your superannuation account. And that whole $50,000 needs to be what you've voluntarily contributed. It can't be like your former superannuation yeah, payments. So it can't be got. your regular 10% yeah. into your super. No, it cannot be that money. And so with the combination of understanding the cap, 50K, I also needed to understand how much I could afford to take out of my normal monthly salary yeah. and still live, live my still life. Still get your smash avo. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is a really important point and you need to really assess your own situation because when that money goes into your super, like it's not stuck there. Technically, you can get it back out and then they'll just tax you. But like it's money that you aren't going to see for a long time. So you just need to make sure that you don't need to see that money, that you've got your savings fund and whatever else. And you're set with that before you kind of start thinking about this. Yes. Yes. So what would be an example of what you're thinking about here? Yeah. So I kind of, you know, went through the process of like, all right, this is what my monthly salary is. Let's just say, for example, I took 500 bucks out Yeah. and that goes to super. That means that's taxed at 15%. And that would mean that $425 a month is going into the superannuation account instead. Mm -hmm. That amounts to about 5K a year. As I said previously, if I'm getting paid 5K in super already from my employer, five plus five equals 10, I'm still under 27.5K. 
cap. So that's all good. Nice. And that kind of gives you the time frame of like, okay, in five years time, I'd have 25K sitting in my super ready for me to take out to help with a deposit. And that figure can change. I can go to my employer and say, I actually want to increase it to 600, 700, 800, you know, so it just is, it's not locked. You can change it, but that was just my starting point. So what do you actually do then to like figure, physically set this up? Yeah. So you kind of have to set a percentage um, on the, or the amount and you go to your employer and say, I want to do salary sacrificing into my superannuation account and have a conversation with whoever's in the company that can help you with that. So it might be your HR team, might be your manager who can direct you to the right person, but there isn't a real hard and fast process because it's going to just depend on your employer, but you are setting up a salary sacrifice with a certain percentage or figure every month that you will no longer see. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to buy a house, you literally just log on again to MyGov. (laughs) Trusty MyGov. The trusty MyGov. And like, you, it, obviously there's like approvals and whatever else and you have to show that you're buying a house and everything but it's just there and you get to use it <laughs> amazing and like i know you worked for it but it's pretty cool yeah it's great i think it's a it's one of the really positive things especially for the younger generation to come out of the budget this year yeah and i think just start thinking about it even if you're not quite ready it's so hard to buy a house how do people do it <laughs> i don't know no but like actually there. think about it like how do people do it how do pe- like how do people do it i have no answer <laughs> Lost for words. Are you in a they bit of despair? Invest. Are you in a bit of despair right now? Because we're yes. like, <laughs> we're going to be renting for the rest of our lives. Well, on that note, we would like to say a big thank you to Superhero for supporting today's episode and for bringing superannuation to our attention, helping us all to wake up to our super. We hope that you have enjoyed this special Saturday release. We'd love for you to share the podcast with friends, colleagues, acquaintances, a random at a bar that you've just met, <laughs> anyone who you think might enjoy or benefit from the conversations that we're having. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or all of the platforms. Follow us on Instagram at YGC Podcast and join our Facebook discussion group where our community members are asking questions, sharing ideas and discussing what's going on in the markets at the moment. That's YGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. Until next time. See ya. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of You're In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people together. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.